This episode is brought to you by Destination NBA, a G League Odyssey. It is available to stream on Prime Video on Tuesday, August 8th. It is produced by Religion of Sports and Ringer Films. Oh, yeah. This is our documentary about uh, the 2022-23 G League season. We immersed ourselves. We followed five future stars or possible stars who are competing in the G League, the NBA's development league, as they try to achieve their lifelong dream of making it to the NBA. It's an awesome documentary. Again, August 8th. Go check it out on Prime Video. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Off Guard. Austin, Jake Paul, and Nate Diaz. I need to know, off rip, I need to know. Who are you rooting for? Is that the way we're starting this podcast? It's, it's been on my mind. Who are you rooting for? Who were you rooting for? I was about to say, what are we doing? Are we doing like a fast forward episode? Like, what, <laughs> we, what we got going on? Uh, I feel like you're a Jake Paul guy. No, I was going for, first off, I don't even know how to take that one because I don't know if you mean that as a compliment or not. I just think you respect the hustle, you respect the grind and hustle. Oh, that's the way you put it. Yeah. Um, I was actually going for Nate Diaz, but I had Jake Paul winning the fight. I just, you know, he's more catered of a boxer in terms of just skill level. He boxes. He does box. Whether you hate him or love him, you know, whether you dislike him or not, agree with the way he's gone about ah, But is, fame, he, a, is he a good boxer? Like, he so- is a good boxer compared to anyone who does not box professionally. If that right. makes sense. So it's, it's equivalent to a if guy I being tried good to at- get in the ring with you know, and box Jake, he'd knock me out. He'd knock you out. He'd, he's knocked out six MMA fighters. And those, even though they're not bad, uh, boxers, these guys are some, some badass individuals, man. You but know, I've he's heard people say, wow, he's a really good boxer. That's like someone that's saying they're a good basketball player and because they, they beat a volleyball player and no, a no, 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 no. It's, it's something, it'd be like he beat N1 players or something. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like he's fighting MMA guys. So it's, it's just legitimate enough. To where people are like, they're not boxers, but they're but like, also all forty. They are, but like he's he's fighting some badass dudes that are looking for a check that are out of their yes, career. They're, they're, listen, I'm not giving. An, I mean, yeah, and the one time he fought a boxer, he lost. Yes, and that guy to call him a professional boxer—that's no disrespect. To, no, I mean, I, there's no non-disrespectful way of saying this. Tommy Fury is like a very, very like low on the spectrum boxer. Yeah. So the one boxer he did fight, who's like a half star, maybe not even a half star, beat him. Yeah, but he's got the Fury name. But he's got the, the, he's so, got the looks. So my thing is, he's like caught in this. The reason people feel like he's delusional is because like every time he wins a fight, he goes on the you know the microphone. He's like, I'm gonna prove my haters wrong. Canelo. I'm just gonna <laughs> be. I'm you know I want Canelo. Like bro, you you know what I mean like that's just not how it works. So like people in the boxing industry, they're glad that he's bringing awareness and attention to boxing because he is. There's no doubt about it. He is. Um, he is definitely bringing awareness to the sport of boxing. Uh, with that being said, in terms of his own success and career, I don't know how legitimate it is in terms of like how he's fought and or he's yeah he's everybody he's fought has been they're MMA guys and they're retired and they're old and they're MMA guys. He's only ever fought one boxer who's like a one four star and that guy beat him. So it's just like when he yells out Canelo, it's like eh, what are we? You know, <laughs> what are we doing here? Everyone would watch. So yeah, you would get paid. And I think that's why he's trying to do it. He's like, maybe I don't have the fighting record, but I have the attention to sell boxing. And that's for, I'm sure, a purist of boxing is bad for the sport. For someone who, like me or you, who just want to, listen, we love boxing, but we're not in the sport. We just want to have a good Friday night and excuse to have people over and hang out and watch a good fight. We'd love to see the fight. You know I mean? If Canelo and Jake Paul was on, we'd watch it. This, would it be a nasty fight? It'd be very quick. And it would be uncomfortable to watch. Right. It would so, go as long as Canelo wanted it to go. But what about, you know who I want to see him fight? Remember Darren Williams when he beat Frank Gore? He beat him bad. He did. Oh, you want a rematch? You, Frank- no, no, no. I want Darren Williams and Jake Paul. They would. He, Jay, I don't think Jake Paul would fight Darren Williams. Oh, uh, well, weight class would be an issue. Darren's a lot bigger than him. Yeah. I don't know. Again, I, I, would, I, would have, I would have Jake would win that. You think? Oh, Darren Williams? He he can like box, but like Jake's like an actual fighter, bro. Like this dude does this every day. That's what this guy does. Yeah. All I would right, probably uh, have him winning then. He's just more polished. Last question for you. Jake Paul or Conor McGregor? Uh, Conor McGregor would win. I think he's the only UFC fighter um, that could beat him. I just want to see Conor McGregor fight again. If they were doing straight hands, say like no gloves, which the sport doesn't 
I don't even know if that exists or not. Is well, there, UFC, there's four ounce gloves. Something like that. But you can still use your feet or whatever. I'm saying if it was just straight hands, I would, I would, uh, who's that, who's that guy with like the crazy rainbow hair in UFC? Sugar, uh, Sean, yeah, O'Malley. He's got some hands too. He like faces up and knocks people out. But McGregor's like one of the best at that. I mean, he was like, That'd be interesting. I mean, that is the fight that everyone, I think, is waiting for in terms of that world if you want to just have entertainment boxing. That's what I call it. I call it entertainment boxing. You have, like, real boxing. You know, Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford. You're seeing a fight happen. You know, and then you have entertainment boxing. And they need to just create a whole new league and just, that it'll be, you know, what it is. You know, that's what, you know, I don't know. When he tries to legitimize, you know, legitimize everything he does after a fight by talking about his doubters and his haters it's like bro you, what you're doing right now everyone's caught on to we know who you're fighting we know why you're winning and we'll keep watching and we'll keep watching because the people you're fighting you should win technically because you're a boxer but they're still like even though they're not boxers they're like they're still like badass individuals for sure so like seeing like this youtuber put nate diaz on the floor at one point whether you want to admit it or not there's something about it that's it's entertaining or it's just impressive or it's like, we don't know what it is. I just saw Jake Paul knock out Nate Robinson. I don't know what I'm thinking. I just know what I just saw and it's something that is entertaining. Do you know what I mean? No, 100%. And Nate Robinson one was, I actually forgot about that. that I, one, didn't, I didn't like seeing him go down like that. Well, let me tell you something. You know, I hated watching that Nate Robinson fight because first off, we all knew it was going to happen. I don't think we knew it was going to be that bad because prior to that, I hadn't seen really Jake fight like that. So like, I thought it would be like somewhat competitive. Nate was a, you know, really like a, oh, what's the best way? A scrappy dude, man. You know what I mean? Like, he's got, he's, he's jacked. No, he's in shape. He's, he's also like aggressive by nature, just in terms of like personality. And, you know, I would imagine Nate's probably gotten in a couple of street fights, you know, what I mean, growing up and probably in his life, just off rip, just being in the sport and being who he was and having an ego and like every athlete does, right? So, I thought he'd handle himself. And then that fight was so, it was scary because it was like, it wasn't competitive. So at that point, you're, you're just, you're, you're waiting for someone to get hurt. And you know the person who's going to get hurt, which takes the whole element of boxing out. Now we're just watching someone beat up somebody. And it's just like, it's uncomfortable. There's something about that fight that nobody felt right after that fight. Yeah. Since, well, so our last uh, episode, a lot of people were hating that about your top 10 list that you were leaving people out. I have something to say about that. I said it last pod. No one's happy about anyone's top 10 list. I thought I got, right. I got good, I got positive. Uh, For sure. But then what well, you left this guy, like Kim Large one out or Larry Bird out. Sure. Everyone's, I think the answer is there's probably 17 to 20 players that deserve to be top 10. Yeah. There's no after 10 cutoff. So, Whenever you name your top 10, you're leaving six guys that could have been in the top 10 out. There's really like 17 guys that probably deserve to be in the top 10. So that's why everyone's always annoyed. You're going to leave somebody out. And by the way, it's your top 10. I don't know why people give their opinion on your top 10. Because their opinion is different. You know right. what I mean? And when someone's opinion is different, it's like, he's wrong. <laughs> uh, you're right. I mean, yeah, you, you can't put um, a top 10 together, you know, in terms of all-time best NBA players and not offend somebody. So. With that being said, I liked my list. I did get a lot of positivity on the list. Uh, the one that stirred up a little controversy was Kevin. Yeah. That's the one that like either people were with or they weren't. A lot of people don't, I think, appreciate Kevin just due to his, I don't want to say personality because there's nothing wrong with him. I, I, but for better or worse, people either like him or don't. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of that's been due to narratives pushed by the media, the decision to go to Golden State right off the rip. People just stopped liking him as a person, which had nothing to do with him as a person. You know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, the them not winning in OKC, they're not winning. They're, they're going well in Brooklyn. It's the exact opposite of the career that we were talking about. It's him versus Larry Bird. That's the issue, or that's what I get. And that's the only thing I can't defend with Kevin. Everything else, nobody can say anything about him. His game is, he's the most lethal put together offensive player probably ever. Um, 
we've never had a player like him. There's always like a skinny guy that can shoot that's tall. Like everyone's like, he's the next Kevin Durant. Oh, this guy's Kevin. He has Kevin yeah. on him. Like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> you know, Perry, he, Perry Jones. Every player, man. Bro, anybody who's skinny and can, has an ounce of like mobility and agility, they're automatically like, man, I don't know. He has like Kevin Durant, like, bro, like, and no one has ever come close because he's literally like a, a he's a UFO, bro. Uh, so for me, putting him on the 10 top, you know, top 10 list is not crazy. But it's the other things. It's the it's the it's the personal decisions in terms of, or not personal. It's the yeah, but yeah, business decisions to to go to Golden State. That was the first flag. People were like, well, Larry would never do that. He played for one team, and I, I don't have an answer to that. He's like, oh, yeah. there's also like more mystique with Larry Bird, Larry Legend versus a guy like KD's on Twitter going at people. You know, it's, just, it's just different. It's different back then. But if Exactly. That also, that does play into it. You know, what Kev, Kevin goes back on people on Twitter, he got caught with the burner account. You, you know, this, like, all these little things like really irk people or rub them the wrong way when like Kevin's not a bad guy at all. Everyone who knows him pretty much likes him. I don't know anybody that dislikes him as a person, you know. Uh, so a lot of that gets held against him. I mean, we talked about it. I think we, we were all just hanging out. We we're talking about Terrell Owens. Remember, this guy's like second or third in like reception yards or something like that. But wide receiver and like yeah. wasn't first ballot. It's just because people just didn't like him. Yeah. It had nothing to do with like him as a player. Emotions are gonna go into how you like evaluate. Exactly. So when you do your top ten list, like people are like, oh, you know, I do think emotion I have people that like Michael Jordan over LeBron because of things LeBron did off the court have nothing to do with his play. See, that's, that's, that, that's what I'm trying to exactly. You in I'm over talking to explain it. But that's in a nutshell what I'm trying to say. I don't I don't disagree with someone saying Larry Bird's in the top ten. Easily. Hakeem. There's other players, man, you could throw in there, no doubt. Uh, Shaq's list, he had Iverson in there, man. Everyone has different lists. But I do think, with the exception of people who just actually disagree with Kevin being in the top 10, the other half is all emotion with Kevin. I think, I think emotion is used with Kevin Durant a lot. I think people, when you talk about him, a lot of times the conversation can turn negative and it has nothing to do with basketball ability or play a lot of it has to do with personal choices and him not being able i don't want to say not being able to but he has not won yet without steph and that bothers people for such a people are like oh he's such a great player he's always been one of the greatest players how how, how's any how he can't win one and he's had really good teams but so have a lot of other great players you know what i mean so i don't know that's i stand by it i still think i, I you know Give me ten better than Kevin. I, I would. I, I think I told you before. I would put Larry Bird in front of him, but I mean, he won three MVPs in a row. His peak. I, I do like higher than yeah, Kevin's. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, like it's your choice, but no, no, no. But yeah, Larry, you. Larry's that. That was the. I mean, you were with me my whole list. Everyone was with me. I, I was crushing <laughs> the list. The list. Okay. I like the list. And a lot. then I, uh, I go, Kevin. You go. Eh. I don't know, man. I just I get so caught up in like seeing a player at a time and being like that guy is one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, you're going in a vacuum, I think. Like, just yeah, I'm just like, yeah, man, like just playing against this guy, going against him, bro. He dominated, you know, the league for so long. It's, for so long, bro. It was LeBron, and then you know the other name was it was fucking Kevin. And to be the other guy next to Braun for that long, you gotta be up there. Yeah, I, I guess if and there, LeBron are times, didn't there exist, are times where the water was murky. No, no, stop, oh, bro, stop, oh, that, that, stop. Uh, that 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 finals, 2016 finals. Did you see the poster? Not, 2017, 17. Did you finals? see the poster for that finals? It's just like, or the 2018 finals, like LeBron, George Hill, J.R. Smith versus no, Steph, I, no, 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 Clay, no, 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 no. I wasn't KD. talking about. It's unfair. I'm not talking about him winning. They were supposed to win. The team was much better than the Cleveland team. What, was he outplaying him? You're saying just the way Kevin was playing, it was because dominant. he had the best shooters of all time on the court with him. That's true. There's a lot more attention being being drawn on LeBron on that team. My bad. And here I am defending LeBron again. Every pod, somehow I find myself <laughs> defending LeBron. I mean, people apparently said I said him. he was the best. My list. And is he your number one of all time? I haven't made that decision yet. His career's not even over. But it's him or Jordan. Let's be clear. All right. I know you watched the USA versus Puerto Rico game. What were your big takeaways? Tremont Waters? Big takeaways. Holy <laughs> shit, man. First half, was... first, let's talk about murky. First half was... Well, it's going to be like that because, you know, everyone's like playing their... I mean, bro, their first three possessions, like B.I. went baseline at one point, shot on one foot, fade away. I was like, this is... <laughs> they were like getting into it and then they got, you know, into the, the scheme of playing basketball. But like it started out a little shaky. 
takeaways. Uh, we dominated a team that we were supposed to dominate. It's but so the first weird. half, like, we, we, we play Puerto Rico like they're like a whole different thing, even though like they're under US. It'd be like us playing Alaska as a warm up. All right. Well, Puerto Rico's beat us before with Carlos Arroyo. So I'm just that's when they had good. I mean, that's when they had like more in depth players. I mean, last night they had their best player wasn't even playing. Yeah. Or two nights ago, whatever it was. Jose Alvarado was on the, on the, he didn't, he's sitting next to Carlos Arroyo. Yeah. My issue is, the game was ridiculous. Man. I think the, I think what I learned in the second half was this team's going to be really good defensively with Mikel Bridges, they Anthony Edwards, they, Sharon Jackson. They, I think they need to play like that, force turnovers and get up and down. As far as them having like a go-to guy, I don't think they have a top 10 player in the NBA on their team. They're going to, exactly. It's a so they point. don't have a guy that's just, okay, slow it down. This guy's going to go get us, you know, a bucket when we need it. I think they're, the second half was completely just they're gonna them forcing turnovers and kind of running up and down. I loved Palo at the backup five. I think he's perfect for FIBA backup five. Mm. He's big enough Pause. for FIBA. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean he is like what six ten. No, he's yeah, but he's huge. He's a big dude. Though, yeah. yeah, I mean him and Jaron because you don't think Kessler cracks the rotation, huh? I, I think he'll, there'll be a game where Kessler goes in, yeah, maybe against Rudy Gobert, yeah, yeah, he yeah, gets some yeah. big significant minutes, but. I listen, the team's good. I just, I, I mean, I, you said Jalen Brunson's the best player on the team, right? Or Anthony Edwards, but then. I think their go-to guys down the stretch of like when these games start to get like really competitive, which they will. I think uh, Anthony Edwards, Brandon Ingram, and Brunson will be the guys that are close. And then, you know, Mikel, I, you know, But if you ask me right now, like who do they close the game with? I think they, you, you have to go all in like defense because they don't have that like overly skilled team that's just going to beat everybody. LeBron, the, the, the Kevin Durant, the Melo, the Wade. I mean, those teams were ridiculous, man. So, like, they just all played the ball together for the most part and just beat everybody off talent alone. This team, we don't have that type of roster. We know that. I don't agree with, like, Gilbert Arenas calling them, like, a sorry-ass group. We've got all good players on this team, uh, half of which are all-stars. Um, is it our super team? Is it our A team? No. It might not even be our B team. But the team that we have in place still has star level talent and guys who are playing and dominating the NBA. So if they can come together, I think you do go all deep. And like you said, the defensive aspect, man, they, 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 they do have a good, they could still compete and win in this. I, I, I have USA winning. I have USA winning. It's the only reason I'm a little worried. And I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for USA. I don't want to sound like I'm some hater or anything. In 2008, obviously, we had an amazing team, redeemed team. In 2010, in the World Championships, we had KD. It was like that team with Chauncey Billups, Lamar Odom, but we had KD. Uh, 2012, unbelievable team with all our best guys. 2014, Steph Curry, Kyrie, really good players. 2016, KD, Clay, all these guys. Every time we've won, we've had a top five guy, maybe, in the, in, you know, in the world, at least. And this is, I don't think, I don't think we have a top 10 guy. But, Maybe I'm wrong, but and that's and that's why I'm worried. When you run into France, but, but here's my thing: the, the other guys who do have top five guys in the world, they're not playing. Giannis is not playing. Jokic is not playing. Yeah, but these teams have been together for Luka's a while. And Luca is playing, teams, but his team is just not that good. Yeah. So did you see Luca play the other day? The triple double. I mean, bro, he's gonna put up some nutty numbers in this. There's no he doubt about it. Shaved his face. I didn't. It's crazy what a beard could do. He shaved his face <laughs> like a whole different person. I'm never shaving my face for the record. You've never, you never have. I know. I mean, I have. I'm not going to do it anytime. I've done it in a decade. I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pull back the curtain on this. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Neither should you, by the way. I shaved it two years ago. Like shave, shave. Like you got a bick out. Yeah. No, don't trim. No, you don't get no. fashionable stubble. We're talking full shave, bro. Yeah. Yeah. When I, you know what it was? It was when uh, the New York stuff happened and ended. You wanted to wash it away. I was, I, I was. <laughs> that was a, a dark couple of weeks for me, man. So I, uh, I ended up like shaving my full beard and like went vegan for like a week. It was nuts. I was like doing all this shave face vegan, awesome. I don't uh, know. Yeah, it was, it was insane. I was like just going through a time. It happened though. I enjoyed it, and then I. Uh, for the record, if I shave my face by by nightfall, it'll grow back. It'll be some kind of dark shadow. Though. There's no <laughs> way I'm just even looking. Yeah. Uh, okay. Back to USA though. I, listen, are they favored? Should they be favored? Absolutely. Up and down, their roster is better than everyone else. Yeah, everybody's like worried about Canada because they have. I'm worried about Canada. They have just as much pros, but like, bro, their roster for roster are still slaughters them. The only thing that makes Canada dangerous is their starting duo of guards are probably the best in the in the, in the in the games, you know. But it's a matter of do they play well together? Are they able to complement each other? 
those are two different things. Like Brunson and Halliburton already have like rapport. So does Ant. Like the ball is moving there. You know, bro, Ant doing a behind the bike pass instead of like trying to score just tells you where like his head's at. He's defending out in passing lanes. He seems like the darling of the team, almost like dream team Charles Barkley with all like everything he says is like everyone's falling I, in love I, with I him. I think I think he's gonna be the X factor for the team, obviously. And I think he and himself and Brunson Ingram are gonna have to close games for them. Um, you know, depending on how Ingram's playing. If otherwise they're gonna put like Mikel in there for defense. Like you said, that's 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 one of the two ways they're gonna close games. I love Jaron Jackson. He's gonna have to dominate. He's got to have a huge uh showing here because they're not uh, apparently in camp he was the best player. They don't have depth at that position. You know, they're gonna have to play Paulo, like you said, at 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 a big spot, and they can use Kessler at times. So with that being said, Bobby Portis too. They do have Bobby Portis. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But, but Bobby's, I wonder how many minutes Bobby plays. He does have so much experience though, just playing in big games and being on a playoff team. I bet they'll use him. I mean, yeah, like they, like you said, they they should be favored. They are favored, in my opinion. I think they still have the best team and the best well put together team. And I think USA wins. It might not be our A or B team, just because we have a lot of superstars who are not playing, but we still have stars on this team and elite, elite players. And then the guys that are within the mix that might not you consider elite, you know, they're hardworking, high complimentary players like the Reeves and those guys who still well, Austin Reeves was cooking. He was. That's what I'm saying. And he does have star, his family in attendance. He has star nice. ability as well. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like you, no one knows what he could be and what he could do this year in L.A. and, and, and on and so forth. So, yeah, I, I hope USA wins. Um, it's going to be tight. You know, Canada's Canadian team looks really, really good. And honestly, like France is playing really well together. If you watch them play the other night, they have like such a rapport. Those are the teams they're going to struggle with. It's the teams that have that. The, the, the Canadian team is going to be just like them. A bunch of guys thrown together. Our roster is better than their team, I still think. Jamal and Shea are going to have to dominate. Otherwise, we beat them. It's like the the French team, the guys who've known each other for 10 years. That's what we they have Spain, to Spain, who just, they're that, always good. That's who they have to overcome. That's who they're going to have to beat. Yeah. Um, so, we'll see, man. A lot's been made about Trey Young not being on the team. That's cr- it, it is it is something to think about. And it's it's just like... He's definitely well, way more accomplished than, you know, a Halliburton and even a Brunson. I mean, Trey Young's led his team to the conference finals. He's been, he's. So this is, now this is a case. Is it the same thing I just said earlier? Some players are thought more of with emotion than reason. Some players in the NBA, no matter what you want to say or call it, are thought about with more emotion than reason. And I think Trey, for some, a lot of people, they don't, I don't want to say like him, but he's just not received as much, even though his accolades and his numbers yeah, I think, yeah, he's, point the opposite direction. I mean, like they're like historical numbers is what he's putting absolutely. up. You know what I mean? And he does not get that type of love or attention. Maybe it's because his team, I don't know. I mean, they went to the conference finals just a couple of years ago. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, no, they haven't been since. But maybe that's due to it, the, the drop off from that to being like a team that's like squeezing you know, in. The seven seed last year, lost six games to the Celtics. He had a game winner in Boston. He's, I don't, he's, he, let's put it this way, he's absolutely deserving. No, the, the, he meets every credential. Yeah. And he's, he's highly decorated. It's not like Isaiah Thomas in 1992. I, I had the criteria. I had the criteria. <laughs> what do you say? I yeah, had, but I wasn't selected. But I wasn't selected. <laughs> But it had all the criteria, and he was—he was. Is this a modern day? Isaiah no, Thomas? no, it's not that. It's not to that level, Isaiah Thomas. But yeah, he's winning championships and stuff. But still, like, uh, yeah, Trey's Trey's credentials on paper, or however you want to look at it, are better than anybody else on the USA team. You know what I mean? And it's not like anybody in the USA team, unless I'm mistaken, has won a championship. Bobby Bobby Portis Bobby on the Portis. Bucks. Yep. It's one. Um, that's it. That's it. That's it. So that doesn't feel good. So Trey is no different than any of those guys in that crew. Wow. And I would argue maybe even most of those guys hadn't even gone to a conference finals. So I don't know what it is. And to say like, well, he's a ball dominant guy. He couldn't play. Everybody on that team. In defense of those teams that have those guys that haven't won a title, they're all a lot of those guys are young too. Yeah, but how old? Anthony is Trey? Edwards will win a title at some point. You know what I mean? How, how old is Trey? Uh, same age as Luca. So 
Yeah, what, 27, 26? Yeah, 25. So what are we talking about? You know what I mean? This guy's like in Maybe his prime. He's like yeah. just now entering his prime. Yeah. He's in his prime like right now, like the beginning stages of it. All right, next question for you. Everyone, I, I didn't see any of the footage or anything, but it sounds like Cade Cunningham dominated uh, the USA team when he was playing for the select team. They said he looked good. Yeah. Should they have been able to maybe promote him up to the main team? Why would we have a guy that's American in a USA jersey that's playing really well against the main team and not use him? Like he's clearly he clearly was deserving to be on the regular team. Do you think they should be able to promote him, or do you think it's just a scrimmage and it's not that big of a deal? Well, here's my well, those aren't bad points. I mean, yeah, it's a good question. I guess the way I'd answer that is, even if you did promote him. He's not playing over those guys that he has on the team. I'm not putting, and that's no offense to Cade. I'm not saying, he's called, yeah, he's coming off an injury. I'm not an putting, I'm not putting him in the, in the, in the rotation to start. France is up by six. I'm throwing him in over Mikhail. It's not going to happen. No, okay, so are you, are you I'm taking him Halliburton? I'm not, none of those guys. So the rest of their career, who are you taking? Halliburton or Cade Cunningham? That question's hard to answer because I haven't seen Cade have his success yet where I've already seen Halliburton become an all star. Right. So as of right now, I'd have to go with the safe bet. Halliburton's going to be an all-star for the next six, seven years, bro. So I know that. I know this way. He's the, op- he's this the one, opposite. This one I don't know yet, but it's looking good. I feel, you know like, I, mean? I feel like Halliburton is the opposite of Trey in that people are in love with the way he plays. No, no, no. They could have the same stat line, but people are in love with... They, they just they think Halliburton... It's like the opposite. You know what I mean? The emotions... Yeah, everything the opposite. Yeah. That's why... Listen, let's keep it 100. We're going to talk about why the point guards on that... Are we going to get into it? Let's hear it. I'm saying, like, when you think of Trey Young, you think of Halliburton, you think of Jalen Brunson. Two of them have like this image, and the other one just doesn't. Okay, and Trey is perceived, you know, they, they call him a coach killer. Remember, he had to answer that question, which is bullshit, but or maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But you have that aspect to it. You do have his playing style, and then you have a lot of former teammates. Talk casual about, the casual basketball about, fans probably don't really know much about Halliburton, but anybody that's super, you know, a basketball nerd or anything, they're in love with this guy. Every, I've never heard a bad he thing about plays, him. He plays like the Lonzo Ball type. Yeah. Obviously, he's a better version of that, but like, no, when Lonzo was healthy, he was really good. Purity of a point guard. Jason Kidd. Ball's flying. Someone's open. Throw it. He's looking for his teammates, but can also score and take over the games, can shoot the pill. Like, that's Does it look point like maybe guard. Versus Halliburton Defense, and Trey Young. Plays both sides. Looks Trey, like one's more fun to play with. Trey. That's the thing. Yeah. Halliburton's more fun to play with. If you ask his teammates, say you enjoy playing with Tyrese, they all say yes. Yeah. You ask a lot of Trey's ex-teammates, you'll have some that say yes, you'll have a lot to say hell no. Yeah. So that is what he's fighting against. Because if you go off statistics, if you go off accolades, there's no damn reason why Trey shouldn't be on that team. Right. In fact, our best young guards of the league aren't on the team at all because of things outside of basketball. John Moran should be on the fucking USA team. He's not on the USA team because he has other things going on right now. Trey Young has this whole like perception. I don't know if it's fair or not fair. You know, he says unfair, which he could very, very be. I mean, he could be right. And then there's sides that I'm sure people who know him haven't had the best experiences. I don't really know. But yeah, it's outside of basketball. I mean, there are politics and everything in life. I'm not saying, you know, Jalen Brunson's a hooper. Tyrese Halliburton's a hooper, but. Yeah. All right. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to think of that one. It's good. All right. It's that time of the year. There's not a lot going on besides FIBA basketball. So I came up with a couple of comparisons, guys that had a better peak versus a better career in the NBA. And I want your take on them. So you want me to decide what? Whose career would you rather have? Whose career would I and, rather and have? These guys, maybe okay. have, it's going to be a guy that had a better peak, in my opinion, versus a guy that had maybe a more longevity. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Come on. So I've Tracy McGrady and Paul Pierce. Oh, well, that's easy. Right. But, better, but, better. but so who would, you, so then overall, I want an answer then because I, that T-Mac gave you the accolades really quick. Tracy McGrady is a seven time all-star, all-star first team, all NBA twice, three times, second team, two time, third team and a scoring title. Paul Pierce is a 10 time all-star, but one second team, three third teams. Oof. Whose career would you rather have? I would rather have. I just feel like Paul Pierce was so solid for so long. And even it's as, the career versus the peak. And even at his ender years, like as you know, the later days, 
Ender's nuts. <laughs> what is Ender? Even at his Ender years, I mean, that's just ridiculous. I was going to let it slide. Even in his later years, when he was with like Washington and stuff, he's got to still have game winners. Like he was a solid player. Like he still was solid. He also has the ring, obviously. Um, but T Mac's peak was just, I mean, everyone was a fan of Mac. He was the man. Right, it, it wasn't was just because we're in Orlando. I'm talking like every every rapper, right, this is, this every is, ball player, everybody liked Mac. Like T Mac was the guy. Yeah. It's either you you either a Kobe or T Mac guy, and it was like 50 50 at one point. I had T Mac shoes. I didn't have Paul Pierce shoes. Oof. He was the man. Uh, well, peak T Mac was better. Right. So I'm saying who, career. So who are you I'd taking probably, overall? I probably go Paul career. So I just for longevity. Let me. I want to ask. I want to ask why I'm asking these again. I'm picking purposely. A guy with a better peak versus a guy with a better career. And then you have to pick who you're taking. All right. So who are you taking out of those two? Uh, I'll take Paul Pierce. All right. Blake Griffin or Al Horford? Blake Griffin's a six-time All-Star, three All-NBA second teams, two third teams. I'll take Al Horford. Third in MVP voting in 2014. Al Horford's not sniffing top no, no, five no, MVP no. voting. P- peak was not even close. Rookie Blake, of the year. Blake was a much better player in their peak. I mean, he physically and just athletic-wise could Al do Horford, things Al Horford, five-time All-Star. Al Horford could never do. One one time he was third-team NBA. I like how how he... I like players who are good so if you're, for a if you're, long time. So if you're the Hall of Fame committee and you, only one of these guys are getting in, Al Horford, I, I Blake Al Griffin. I think in before for Blake, which is nuts, though. because I don't think that, numbers, that, is, you, I, yeah, that I doesn't feel right the, either. The numbers you just said, it's just hard to ignore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Third in MVP voting, I think it's a big one for me. I mean, that's a, that's a season where he was a top guy. Man, that's tough. That really is tough. Um, I think I'd go with Al Horford, though. I'd go with Al Horford. I'd rather be up and then just be up for a long time than like, to be, like, be like really, really up and then like, you know, obviously like just like... So both times you picked the career over the peak. Yeah. All right, last one for you. Because it's not like the other guys, even though they didn't peak is high it's not like those guys are like chump change either you know those other no, guys for are sure those guys are doing their thing starters on every team just making crazy i'm mean, you know the, the, it, forever it seems like those guys i mean al horford just continues to get paid a lot and continues to play a lot and it don't matter where he's at and they're usually very competitive or on the verge of going somewhere you can't ignore it yeah so i i'll go with the, i'll go with al on that one my last one for you is you're the hall of fame committee only one of these guys get in Derrick Rose or Kyle Lowry? <sighs> Derrick Rose is a three-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA first team and MVP. Kyle Lowry is a six-time All-Star. One time he was third, third-team All-NBA. Oh, and Kyle Lowry's won a title. Yep. Almost two. Derrick Rose won Rookie of the Year. I think I'd go Derrick Rose. Wow. I think I'd go Derrick Rose. Here's why in that one. He's just such of like, and no one really, go back and look at Derrick Rose MVP years. Nothing about it screams like MVP. He averaged like 24 points a game. It was on the number one seed. I know, but I'm just saying he averaged 24 points a game. It was like seven assists. Shot like 30 something. Yeah, LeBron's stats that year were way better. And then like, and since then in terms of what qualifies you to be an NBA, bro, to be an MVP in today's day, you have to be putting up some nutty stuff, bro. Like nutty numbers, like 30 and 10 and eight, like seven. Like, bro, it's insane what Jokic and Embiid and Giannis, like, because the envelope that they pushed now, like, if you average 26 and like seven, just doesn't even get looked at. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. It, I, but the stats these days are so inflated. They, they were putting up Anthony, uh, no, they were putting up Donovan Mitchell stats this year versus MVP Kobe stats and they look the same. Yeah. yeah, not, yeah. It's not, it's just a different, so that's different game. Okay. So my point is like, the numbers aren't there, but there's just like, you know, you talked about it with Trey Young and some of these other guys, like the likability versus not, or this, this, or that. Like, there's something about Derek that I don't know a person in the world that didn't like Derek. And when he was healthy and explosive, it was like something no one's ever seen before. He's the most explosive point guard to ever play in the NBA alongside Kevin Durant. John Morant still has more to do. Kevin, Russell Westbrook was punching on people for like just too long. You didn't say Russell Westbrook, you said Kevin Durant. <laughs> There really, <laughs> my bad. Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose are the two most explosive point guards to ever play, um, and I think Derrick's. I mean, bro, MVP is like that's peak, peak. Yeah, and as a point, there's guard. only been a, a handful that ever. And won. like he did it for his hometown and his home city, 
And he's had still like a solid career after that. It hasn't gone like the Kyle's gone, like where Kyle's just been like, Kyle's been like this at the top and is like slowly going down. Like every player. But he, he's been able to like Al Horford. They have like these very delayed declines where like Derek's was just at the top of the world and then he was just like, boom. Yeah. But that's also due to injury and not play. So it's like he gets a pass because like bro, he tore his ACL twice or some shit like that. Like, I don't know. I, I'm going Derek. I've just I just talked for like four minutes and didn't explain anything. I don't even know what's happening. Yeah, I don't know why. So are you going? You're going Derek over Kyle. I'm going Derek over Kyle. All right, Bleacher Report did top duos in the NBA. They named five. That list is comedy. The Honorable list, mention. Li- okay, so let's go. With the, I'll start at the top. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, number one. Giannis and Drew Holiday, number two. Jokic and Jamal Murray, number three. LeBron and AD, four. Kyrie and Luka, five. Honorable mention, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Okay. Well, the the, the the duo that went to the finals two years ago in the conference finals last year, and then also another conference finals like a couple years prior to that, can't be the honorable mention. <laughs> Just off default alone. I don't, I'm not going to get into who's better. This is You can't be an honorable mention. If this duo keeps going to the finals or when they don't go to the finals, it's like a bad year for them. Like they lost last year to the Heat and everybody's like, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're obviously top five. First off, I love Drew Drew Holiday. I love Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is like a really good player. He's a primetime player. I played with Drew Holiday and I played against him. He's a great max level starting point guard. When I consider like a duo... I don't know if that's like, like Chris Middleton's just as a duo when he's healthy. You know what I mean? Like, th- there's been three duos with him at a time. Shit, Bro right. Lopez had a duo moment. Like, they, 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 what, about, what about Jokic and Jamal Murray? I being gonna, I, no, no, I was going to get to that because that's the most ridiculous thing. When you think of duo, it can't just also be two good players. It has to be the best duos are the ones that are like successful, but they do it together. That's the best duo. That's right. what, when you think of the best duos, you think of Kobe and Shaq. Not Carmelo and Allen Iverson, the Nuggets no, take like a turn scoring. Two really good yeah. players take a turn scoring. It's like that doesn't make, qualify as a duo. I do agree with LeBron and AD. They went to the conference finals. They played LeBron really well and AD together. should be in there. I have no problem with that. Kyrie Luka played half the season together. Ridiculous. Went from the fourth seed to the 11th seed. I'm not saying they can't be. I'm not saying they can't be. But you can. they, they should not be in the list right now. Jason Tatum and, and Brown being honorable mention, the list is over. I don't even care about the rest. It's, it's a joke. The team that's gone to the finals and the conference finals, and they're probably going to go to the finals again next year. They're, they actually work together. They're able to score and like do it in a way where other guys eat and play well. They, hence their team success. They both defend on both sides of the ball. Tatum does now. Jalen Brown and Tatum are probably one or two. I, listen, I like KD and Booker being up there because they're two top 10 no, they guys. Have, those two, but they have to be. Those two can be in the top five. That's the only one I'll give a pass. But even then, they're like five just because they have not had the success the other, the other groups have had. Number one is Jokic Murray, first off. The best duo in basketball is Jokic Murray. I'm telling you right Especially now. Especially coming off that five, yeah. They just won, and their games are so complimentary of each other that when you say best duo, that's what you think of. Two players that are really good, but they're even better with each other. Jamal Murray's really good. You think Tatum and Brown play well together then? I think they play well enough to where they've had enough team success to where they're whatever they're doing, even if it is taking terms, they do it in a good way. Or they do it in a way that's manageable. So I'm not saying they work anywhere in the realm of like a Jokic Murray, but whatever their recipe is, it's worked well enough to where other players have also played well around it and they've had significant do you, think, do you think Jimmy Butler and Bam should have been in this list? They, 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 I would have put them before Luka and uh, Kyrie. Luka and Kyrie is just two elite players that are just on the same team. It is. League pass. Well, one of, no, no, no. no. Watch if, you're, if it's a Friday night and you see Dallas on, I'd rather watch them as anybody just because I like seeing these two guys go to work on people. I'm yeah. not saying it's pretty to watch or they're going to have a really good record. They didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah. You know, and I know Kyrie wasn't there the whole year, so I give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, they, like, they, I think they were the fourth seed before they got Kyrie. So I mean, uh, listen. That being on the list was the eye opener, and the the Tatum Brown was just like the icing on the cake. Where you're just like, what is going on here? T- I have Jokic Murray one, Tatum and Brown two. I have AD Braun three. I have uh, Katie Book four. And then if you if we're gonna put the Drew thing on it, you know, 
You know, I, but I, I you know I, what I'm I, taking out. Uh, I'm gonna take out Giannis and Drew. You know, what I'm throwing in. Put it, when when it happens, Damon Jimmy Butler. I like that duo. If the, if they're able to get that deal done, I think it's inev- inevitable. I just don't see who gets. So yes, that that they'll be a good duo because Jimmy doesn't need the ball to be effective like that. He's able to like have like an impact and yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's take a break. And when we get back, we'll answer some questions from the internet. All right, to finish off this episode, we have some questions from the fans on Twitter. Oh, God. First question for you. This is from your AAU team, Boston River Southeast Elite. Hey. They ask, can you rank the top seven current players in the league in order? Oh, Jesus. Order is going to be tough. In order? I'm going number one's Jokic. Well, you're doing the order. Yeah, I do it, I'll do an order. Number one is Jokic. Number two is Giannis. Right now, current, one is Jokic, two is Giannis. Three would be probably... Steph. Steph Curry. Steph Curry be three. Um, four would be... You want me to name some players? Give you a little bank? There's Embiid, there's Luka, there's... I know, I got those guys in my mind. They're going to be in there. I just got to figure out where to put them. I got Tatum and I, I got Braun still. Still have Braun. Okay. So I'm going, my best seven would be, final answer, Jokic one, Giannis two, Steph three. Um, I'm going to go Luka four. I'm putting Embiid five, Tatum six. LeBron seven. Those are my best seven players in the NBA. Did you name KD? No. So no one from Bleacher Report's best duo of Booker and KD? I have both of them right outside of that. And you could you could interchange any of those seven with those two. Not any of them, but you, you could interchange a couple of them. The LeBron one could be questionable for a lot of people just at his age right now. But like he's just still so dominant in the game. He went to the conference finals last year just because he decided like to will that team there. They had no business going there. And they made some great trades at the deadline. They did, but like trade. they did, but like they still he still carries that team, bro. Like it's still his team. You know what I mean? Like they went to the conference finals again, bro. They beat the Warriors. Like that that's it's ridiculous, bro. He's still like as much as you don't like anybody doesn't want to like his game or he's thirty eight, whatever. All I'm not saying I would start my team with this seven. If you're asking who's the best seven right now, off based off of what I just saw this past season. LeBron is still top seven in the NBA, yes. All right, next question. This is from Austin Baxter. He asks, what do you think has been your shining moment throughout your career, high school, college, or NBA? And what would be your biggest regret? I don't know about the biggest moment. It's hard to tell. I mean, obviously people think of the Carolina shot or like maybe like state championships or something like that in high school. You know, NBA being in the big playoff games, hitting big shots or coming up with defensive winning plays, shit like that. I, I don't know how to rank all that stuff. So I've had whatever it moments. It sucks that your career high was in the bubble. There weren't fans. Yeah, I mean, That would have been, been definitely cooler. It sucks that like, a lot of those, even like some of those Knicks games were not in the bubble. I mean, they, they, they weren't in the bubble, but there were no fans allowed in the crowd. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to answer the best moment. I hope, Hopefully it hasn't come. I, I don't even know. Um, but if it has, it has. I, I, I would say my biggest regret, um, Probably not making that. Man, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer that one. I got a couple. I got too many regrets. Um, the New York situation. I wish that one would have played out differently. Just because they're like it was going so well at some point. Like, at a certain point, it really was. Um, and a lot of things in my control, and more more things outside of my control happened that ended up like just making that thing go from hot to not. But uh, m- most of it was out of my control. So I wish that could have played out differently. Um, and then obviously, yeah, I had a good rapport with Denver in the year I leave. Like Jamal comes back healthy. And I never got to play Jamal Murray and that team, the fully loaded Denver team. And the first year they do it, they win a championship right after I was just there. So like obviously as a player, you're going to have some type of animosity or regret there. So um, those would be my top two. Jack Goodwin asks, what is the best team city combo for an NBA fan from the UK to visit? I think if you're trying to get like the full NBA experience, you go to a Knicks game, you, you know, you go out in New York before, you know, go to a couple of bars, a restaurant, whatever, get some good food. You got plenty of restaurants there. 
you get there early to the next game. It's already packed. It's Madison Square Garden. You got the whole ambiance, the historical, you know, arena that has had timeless events, regardless of sport happening there, concerts, artists, everything. It's probably the most famous arena we have in America. And the Knicks play there in New York. And the crowd is raunchy. It's loud. There's a whole vibe and ambiance to that game that I think can't be replicated anywhere else. Um, I think if you're looking for the full basketball experience, the crowd talking shit to the fans, and they cheer for the fans, like everything with, that's involved in the sport of basketball, it'd be a Nick game. O-Town NBA asks, Mike D'Antoni or Tom Thibodeau, who's the better players coach? Obvi- pretty obvious. That's just such <laughs> a, a weird, ridiculous one's <laughs> a player's coach, and the other one is known for not being one. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, Thibodeau's one of, Thibodeau's a really, really good coach. I'm just saying, like, I don't, when people hear Thibodeau's name, players coach isn't like what right that's, that's only yeah that was they knew the answer there yeah that's great all right uh animal too real asked would you play more years at duke if you could go back in time no i wouldn't i'll keep that short i i, I enjoyed my time at duke i had a good time playing there that's not somewhere where i was so ready to be a pro in college and i that's all my mind was set upon so right that just wasn't really a possibility Duke Wisdom asks, the people need to know, what are the worst candies to get on Halloween? I think if you're throwing out Tootsie Pops and Tootsie Rolls, you're extremely fucking lazy. Tootsie Rolls are disgusting. I, I never never was hyped to get a Tootsie when Roll. When I like open, when they open that little pumpkin head or something like that, and I go to reach my hand and I, I pull out Tootsies, <laughs> the first thing I think of is like, what the fuck is this person? <laughs> a chocolate? A little, like, is it a little smudge of fudge? <laughs> smudge of <laughs> Like what the hell? Like you know what I'm saying? Of all the candies in the land, you got me a Tootsie Pop that's been around somehow in business since fucking 1603. Those things have been around forever, and no one knows how. Who the hell is buying and eating these things? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the worst one in my opinion. Or something like obviously they give like an apple or some shit, but that's not candy. You know what? I don't, I don't like the I don't I don't like a uh, whatever's in uh, Milky Way or Three Musketeers. I don't know what that is in there. That mush. Is that, is that nougat? I don't it know just, what that is. It's, I don't like those. I'm you not a big three fan. musketeers. Or I'm not a peppermint patty guy or whatever those are. Silver things. Yeah, I've never had one. I'm not a mint chocolate chip ice cream guy either. I don't get the whole. I don't get the combo. Like, what are you trying to prove? I like mint chocolate chip. I feel like you would be one of those guys. Why? What am I? It's it's, it's like a toothpaste and a cone. It's disgusting. Anyways, here we go. Oh, yeah, hold on. I, I, I want to say something. You want to? You want? You want to know something I don't like with ice cream? I'm at Hagen last night, and there's three people in front of me ordering. And it took about 35 minutes to get to me. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Because of the work, the staff? No, no, no. It has nothing to do with Hagen I have a problem with people that go to an ice cream store and feel the need to get the apple twist cinnamon fudge dazzler. <laughs> dazzler. Like, you can't just get fucking ice cream like a normal person. You can't just get a cup. Yes, a cup. And if you really want to be unhealthy, you can go grab a cone, a sprinkle cone, if you really want to be I mean, special. if you're eating ice cream, you're already in the unhealthy zone. Yeah, right there. No, cone, I, have no, cup, I, have no, I have no problem with that. I'm not going to make a big fuss out of that. I, I think a cup's more normal as a grown man. But, like, if you really want to go around with an ice cream cone, like, well, listen, do your thing. I don't have a problem with it. Get your chocolate. Get your vanilla. Get whatever flavor you want. There's a million flavors. And beat it. When I see <laughs> someone grabbing... Four flavors in a cup and putting cinnamon and fudge and chocolate and whipped cream and a cherry and nuts. And they have like the whole milkshake. Are you out of your fucking mind? Do you not have any self-control? Do you not have any? Do you have 25 <laughs> Maybe ingredients? Maybe that's their one time you the, have, in the month that they're going to get so. that ice cream. <laughs> you can't have more than one of those things. You'd probably die. When you have 30 ingredients of just pure processed sugar, bro. After three dazzlers of 90 total ingredients, it came to Austin. The lady's hands were sweating entirely. <laughs> and you were an easy one. Butter pecan in a cup. That's what I wanted. Butter pecan in a cup. That's it. Whatever, man. Okay. Danny the Don, 97, asked, best player you went up against in high school? Best player I went up against in high school would probably be Brandon Knight. And people probably like think about that because I've gone against a whole bunch of players. But when he was at his like top of his game, he was the number one player in the country. He was really, really good, man. B Knight was really hard to guard. He's explosive. He's quick, and he shot the ball every time he touched it. So, like, if you <laughs> if you're guarding him, like, you just knew you were constantly going to be like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, he's uh he's up there. Akira B Baller asked, "Would you consider guesting on Hot Ones?" I would love to, um, 
get on hot ones. That would be dope. I feel the like you're not the, good with spicy food. That, that, that's the only issue is I, I like genuinely struggle with spicy foods. Like even average spicy foods. Like not only do I struggle like in the in, in the mouth in terms of me like, being able to you know, handle the hotness. I, I struggle digestive wise with this. Well, I just don't think it'd be a good look for you. If you go on there and you can't finish. No, well, first off, relax. I'd finish. I always finish. <laughs> no, I would definitely finish. I guess my thing would be the repercussions after that. I would, I, I would be worried about my digestive system. Some of those make people like cough and like want to throw up and eyes water and all that stuff. Like I, I'm not even a guy for spicy food. That alone just makes me nervous. But I would, it, people would enjoy watching it. I could, I, you would be crying of laughter. I would love to see you like just struggle. I'm amazing with spicy food. You are. Yeah. I feel like you have spice in every meal of the day. I mean, I'm not putting hot you're sauce like the, on my oatmeal, but like the stomach like, of a French bulldog, man. You throw like two batteries in there and you'll just keep on pushing. <laughs> what is wrong? All right. KG for MVP 211 asks, what's Pasha's b-ball game like? And has ever beat you in 21 or got you with a crossover or something cool? No, you can never beat me in 21. No, I don't play 21. Two, I don't, you and me aren't playing 21. Well, any 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 game of one-on-one, you, you wouldn't win. That's just, it's it would be ridiculous to think I could. Yeah, that'd be impossible. If I'm, I'd be lying if I said you never got me with a little cross or two. You're a little crafty fella, and I, 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 I <laughs> stop referring to me as a little little fella. I'm not little. You're actually not. He's like five eleven, and he's 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 in shape. And I uh, I uh, I played you a couple times loosely, even if I'm not even going like fully serious. We've been like kind of like tokenly guarding each other, and we got a little in and out cross sometimes. It's very deceiving. I appreciate that. You never give me compliments. We played together not too long ago, and afterwards I asked you what I played like. You gave me every bad fat guard under the sun. First off, the fact that you just said that is crazy because I I I was very I threw some I was compliments like, I was your very, way. Like I said, you were Andre Miller. Like Andre Miller had Andre, game. You called Jalen Brunson Andre Miller the other day. He does have Andre Andre Miller. Like oh, I don't play anything like Jalen Brunson. So you can't it, two plus two is not equal, equaling four. First right off, now. Andre Miller is not. I shoot the ball. Not a not compliment. I mean, like that that, 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 that guy can hoop, man. On my terrible level of pickup basketball, I'm shooting. I'm shooting way better than. I'm a good shooter. Then who I said? I said Chucky Atkins. All right, I'm not. We're not gonna do this. <laughs> Chucky Atkins can hoop, bro. Brother, I'm one of the. What are we doing? You want to be like? You want me to say that, that you're like Baron Davis and the Warriors, like that type of Darren Dar Williams and the Jazz, like the big bulky shifty guard is out here raining. Like that's what you want. I know that's what you want. No, I wanted Chucky Atkins. Actually, I went into this hoping that you'd give me. You don't think you're a little like. Charlie Bobcats, Raymond Felton. Bro, why? Okay, for the listener, I'm not. Am I like out of shape? No, you're not. Well, I don't understand why you call me Oliver Miller. Like, I don't understand what the deal is. Oliver Miller said Andre Miller. Well, you whatever. Fucking... <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. Oh I'm in phenomenal God. shape. Stop referring yeah. to me as that. I'm more, if you want to go body wise, I'm like Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe's nuts. You're not built like Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, like baby Braun? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, and I want to say shout out to our producer, Ben. It's his birthday. Shout out to Ben, the birthday kid. Um, appreciate y'all tuning in as always. Tweet us some good questions, man. Surf the pot. You know, it doesn't even have to be basketball related. It doesn't have to be sports related. It could be anything. So help us out. Stay tuned. Stay safe. Stay blessed.